This is Three Valleys Radio. The heart is a bloom Shoots up through the stony ground There's no room And it's time for another of our In Conversation series. In this town You're out of luck Each week we catch up with a present or former Yobotown player or a celebrity fan to discuss their life within the sport. And we catch up with a bit of their favourite music as well. And tonight, it's our pleasure to travel all the way to Sydney, Australia, to catch up with former striker Lloyd Awusu. How are you, Lloyd? What's happening, pal? I'm all good, thank you. Good. Well, it's great to catch up with you again. Long time no since we've uh, since we last spoke, but um, you look to be going up well over there anyway. You're looking fit and fit and healthy. Yeah, I'm trying my best, mate. Trying my <laughs> best in this lockdown. Lockdown, so can't yeah. complain, mate. Yeah, you. Um, I take it you're having to suffer with the lockdown, same as we are, then, are you? Yeah, I mean, luckily for us, the Australian government have been fantastic. You know, we've contained it really well, even just up to today. I think we only had one case the whole. Australia or New South Wales anyway yeah. and uh, we've had unfortunately only I mean I say only but 91 deaths mm. I mean that's a godsend compared to the rest of the world and everywhere so uh, mm. they've done really well at the moment yeah well it's 28,000 over here at the moment it's unbelievable it really is although sad sad times it sad. is fortunately the West Country's not too bad um, in, compared to well it's the lowest apart from Northern Ireland it's the lowest um, catchment area of deaths anyway which is something but okay it's still mm. it's still terrible the whole you know the whole thing is really it's just unbelievable yeah yeah and i mean i've never been one for conspiracy theories but i must admit i didn't realize until trump brought it up that the chinese had this um laboratory in wuhan which is kind of a little bit of a coincidence isn't it yeah crazy <laughs> you know crazy but um but anyway your career you were born in 1976 uh, in slough in england um mm. Always been a striker. Um, where did you start your youth career at Slough Town? Yeah, I mean, I started off at actually started off at Crystal Palace. Yeah, uh, I was a schoolboy at Crystal Palace, under fifteens, under fourteens, and under fifteens, and uh, I didn't make the grades for the as back in them days what it was uh, a YTS. Mm. So from when I was sixteen, uh, I went to Slough Town uh, as a youth team player and played for their youth team for a couple of years. And according to, to Wikipedia, which is my Bible for when it comes to things like this, <laughs> um, you played in the league anyway. You played 47 times for them and scored 18 goals, which wasn't a bad start to your career, I would have thought. Yeah, it was good. Look, as a youngster, you know what I mean? You want to thrive and try and play the highest level of football as you can. Mm. And uh, for me, it was a matter of uh, trying to play men's football. Yeah. And I was playing in the youth team, as I said. But luckily for myself, I got an opportunity to play in the first team, uh, Brian McDermott. Yeah. The first team manager at uh, Slough Town, and that was in the conference. 
Right. And back in them days, it was a very good. It was a very good league. Yeah. Uh, so luckily for myself, I made my debut uh, against Telford, and uh, I ended up scoring four goals in my debut. Uh, we won six nil. That's a what, what a way to start. Leave a mark. Yeah, it wasn't like you say. From there, it was like everyone. The next day, in all the newspapers, it was watch out for this new young lad, Abusu from Slough. Yeah. And from there, I guess the ball started rolling, and uh, I've never really looked back. So that was you left Slough in 1998, and then you went to Brentford for two, four years, according to this, and 163 yep. appearances. So again, and 64 goals as well. So things obviously going pretty smoothly there as well. Yeah. Again. As any as any youngster, you want to try and play at the highest level, and or not even say the highest level, just to be a professional. Every schoolboy's dream. Uh, luckily for myself, that happened, and that happened by me being at Slough Town doing quite well. But I actually, for me, going to Brentford, it never really nearly happened because <clears throat> I actually had another year on my contract at Slough Town, mm. and that season we done we did really well. We we got to the semi final of the FA Trophy. We uh, ended up about sixth or seventh in the league, but the following season. The FA said Slough Town, even if we got promotion, we wouldn't be able to... No, sorry, not even promotion. We wouldn't be allowed to stay in the league anyway because they deemed our stadium unacceptable. Mm-hmm. But the chairman was like, at the time, he was like, I mean, for, for him, he was like, our stadium's okay. We've had, we can have host X amount of seats, blah, blah, blah. And he wasn't going to spend extra money for doing it up. So, unfortunately for Slough, we got demoted. No, oh, that's no good then. Myself and a few other youngsters, we were like, no disrespect it's a bit unfair that we're going to a division or I think it's even a couple of divisions below they've demoted us to mm. that when we saw another year on our contract we didn't deem it would be fair to, to go to a lower league so uh, Brian McDermott and the club said okay all our youngsters especially because he knew we had some good talented youngsters can try and go on trial and see if they can get clubs elsewhere I went actually I actually went on Walsall I went for a month loan, uh, a month trial at Walsall mm-hmm. and uh, two weeks into the trial I got a phone call from Brian McDermott or at the time I thought it was joking he's yeah. annoyed he goes uh Pack your bags. I've just sold you to Brentford. And I went, what? He goes, I've just sold you for 25 grand to Brentford. He yeah. said, uh, go into C. Ray Graydon, who was a manager at Walsall. He said, uh, tell him thank you very much for the opportunity, and but you're, you, you're coming back down south. Mm-hmm. So I went into training in morning. I said to Ray Graydon, I said, Ray, I don't know. I guess Brian's already told you. He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, Lloyd, fantastic opportunity if it's there for you. He goes, we wanted to see you for another week. You're doing well. But if you've got an opportunity, you've got to take it. So I zoomed back down the M5, uh, met Brian at the Heathrow Airport, and uh, I signed for, and it, again, like I said, it never really happened because I had an agent at the time, a guy called Lan Rioki, ended up being a freaking crook in the end. But uh, <laughs> we, went to, we, went to go and, we went to go meet Ron Nodes because they were flying out to Lamanda for pre-season training. Mm. So uh, Ron Nodes goes, here's a contract, three-year contract. I think it was like £350 a week, uh, £1,000 thousand a goal. And I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. I was on sixty pound a week at Slough Town. Yeah, and then the agent, the agent goes to one knows and Ray, Ray Lewington, uh, Crystal Palace assistant manager as well. He was a coach. Uh, the agent goes, "This is my, my 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 client's not signing this contract. This is absurd. This is this this is the rise we offer." And I'm like in my head, mate, I don't care about your saying. I'm I want to sign this contract, mate. I want to be a professional player. Yeah. So uh, one of those goes, oh, take it or leave it. And he goes, no, we're not signing. We're not signing. I'm like, no, no. I said, Lambert, I need to sign this contract. He goes, no, we're not signing it. So I phoned up my mentor, Danny Bailey, who many people down the West Country might have remembered from his times at Exeter, was my uh, mentor at Slough Town. And I phoned up Danny. I said, Dan, tell Lanry I'm signing his contract. I don't care if what it is. I'm signing it. So Lanry spoke to Dan on the phone, and Lanry said, OK, well, if the boy wants to sign, let him sign. Anyway, end up signing, and uh, 
it's, it was just a beautiful it was just a beautiful journey from for my time as soon as I signed to the end until I left Brentford so fantastic times well as we said at the start we also got some music choices here and this is the first of Lloyd's musical choices it's a song called Candy by a band called Cameo
go then. That was Candy by Cameo. So back to Lloyd. So um, <clears throat> Brentford then in 1998, and and as you say, uh, you know, it sounds like a a great move both financially and from your career point of view. 163 appearances, 64 league goals, at least. So I mean, you know, what more mm. could you ask for? You were flying. I was flying, like I said. For me, going to Brentford, I was only expected to go play in the reserves, learn my trade, and just just enjoy being in that environment. But I actually ended up being the only player playing every single game, all 56, all 56 games, uh, leading goal score of 25 goals and winning the championship with, on the last day of the season. Yeah. So it was proper Royal and Rovers stuff. So it was an unbelievable first year. So what league were they in then at that time, Brentford? So they, they, had, they had just got relegated from league from League 1 to League 2 or the old Division yeah. 3 to Division 4. Yeah. So they were the Division 4. And then uh, there we, we, we won it and went back up. Well, obviously the goals attracted Sheffield Wednesday because in 2002 you went to Sheffield Wednesday. Tell us about that. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It's... Go away. Right. Sorry about that. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, I had four, four, four great years at Brentford. Yeah. And then uh, I came, we, we got to the playoff final uh, with Brentford. And ideally, look, we, we go to Millennium Stadium, we, 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 we end up playing Stoke and we want to try and get up to the championship. Uh, but unfortunately, we lost it two. I think it was two 0 We lost in the end. So myself and many of the players, we're all on. We're all on free contracts because we're all on a free contract. But so we knew that we could. If we either stay at Brentford, if we got up, or if not, we knew we want to all do well and try and get to the Premiership or mm-hmm. Championship respectively. So I ended up talking to quite a few clubs. I spoke to about eight clubs: uh, Gillingham, obviously Sheffield Wednesday. There was Millwall, Crystal Palace, Stoke. Uh, so I spoke to quite a few clubs and then uh, obviously financially all of them were, were quite rewarding compared to from what I was on at Brentford to to, to what they were offering me it was fantastic and then uh, there was just something about Terry Yorif I spoke to Terry Yorif uh, and I thought you know what I just like his mannerisms I saw mm-hmm. the club they've just been relegated from the premiership I thought you know what I mean it'd be a great opportunity to, to go there and see what happens yeah. but just before I was about to sign Sheffield United Neil Warnock actually messaged me and said Lloyd I want to sign you at Sheffield United and I said to him, I said, I said, Neil, I'll be honest, I'm a man of my word. I've, I've given my hand to, uh, to Sheffield Wednesday, and uh, that was it. He goes, he goes, okay, mate. He goes, all the best of you. Just make sure you don't score against us. Uh, so, yeah, I was, we'll probably get to that bit in a minute. What happened after there? But uh, yeah, that was that, and I end up signing a three-year contract with uh, Sheffield Wednesday. And the high spots at Sheffield Wednesday. The high spot again. It was I actually went. I actually went there injured. Uh, I, I'd done my because I actually done my medial in the final prior to the final the, against Stoke and I played on that and then during that pre-season I had a I had my meniscus trimmed down uh, so Sheffield Wednesday still they knew I had it they, they knew look you get have the operation just make sure you do your pre your rehab and you get back fit and I had a dream I told all the boys at Sheffield Wednesday I'm going to I'm going to I had a dream that I'm going to make my debut against uh, Sheffield United and I'm, I'm going to score my first touch <laughs> and all the boys are like shut up Lloyd that is never going to happen blah 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 shut up yeah. so I said trust me I'm going to do it so they cut a long story short 2002 September the 1st I'm on the bench my first game back I'm on the bench for Sheffield Wednesday against Sheffield United in the still Derby 40,000 at Hillsborough I come on about the 70th minute and then in the 70th minute 34 seconds what happens first touch header back in the goal one nil in the cop end as well, <laughs> uh, and when I run away, in my celebration—you actually see me 
saying to the boys, what did I effing say? What did I effing say? And yeah. all the boys just couldn't believe it. And then we ended up winning the game 2 0. And uh, Neil Warnock just saw me after the game and goes, thanks, Lloydie. <laughs> <laughs> More music now. And Lloyd's second choice is Try Me Out by Sunship.
try me out there by Sunship. He went out on loan for a little while uh, to Reading, scored four goals there out of 12. That's one one in three, a goal every third game, yeah. so that's not bad. Um, and then you stayed at Reading then. I presume they signed you, did they, after that? Yeah, because yeah, Sheffield Wednesday that season, first season, uh, done OK, but then Terry Yorov got sacked and then uh, we ended up getting Chris Turner in. So that following that season, that following season, we got relegated. Mm. So guys, we went to we went back down to League One, massive club like Sheffield Wednesday in League One, which was a bit upsetting. But again, as a player, you want to be playing at the highest levels you can. Yeah. And uh, uh, Steve Coppel, my ex manager at Brentford, he said, "Lloyd, I want you to come on loan to us in the Championship at Reading." And I thought it was just a perfect scenario because it's just literally around the corner for mum and dad's, all my mates, everyone. Mm. And uh, yeah, I signed a month loan originally. No, sorry, I think I signed a three-month loan originally. And then it turned into a permanent, signed a two-and-a-half-year deal. So uh, it was it was good to get back. Obviously, one down south, but it was back playing in the championship, which yeah. I was really happy with. And then um, 2005, you went, went back to Brentford, another 49 games and 12 goals. How did that come about then, going back to Brentford? Yes, so... They always say never go back. A lot of people always say never go back. But the year at Reading, I, I still had another year left on my contract. And a lot of people ask me this. Do I regret leaving Reading that year? Because, of, like you probably know, that was the year they got promoted to the mm. Premiership. Yeah. But me me being a player, I've, I've always been and growing up, it's not about, obviously, financial matters. and It's all about playing games. You've got to play games to, obviously, prove your worth mm. and just to become, just to feel self-good. So Steve Coppel said, look, Lloyd, he goes, I can't guarantee you this year that you're going to be playing regularly week in and week out. So you're more than welcome. You can either stay and fight for your place or you can uh, go and go somewhere else and obviously play regularly or whatever. And I thought to myself, I mean, I am a fighter, don't get me wrong, but I just I just had a feeling that there was going to, there was going to, it was bringing in two or three other strikers. Touchwood, obviously, if they get injured, then, you know, anything could happen. And yeah, but I just thought, I'm, all, I'm going to be fourth, fourth or fifth down the pecking order. Playing in the reserves, I don't need that at where I was at my mm-hmm. age. I was like, no, nah, I need to go. So again, a few other clubs heard that I was available on the free. But uh, Martin Allen just, Martin Allen uh, actually came, to, I was actually playing in the reserve game for Reading. And when mm-hmm. I got to my car, there was a note, there was a note on my windscreen. It says, <laughs> you're my man. I was thinking, who the hell is this? I didn't have a clue. And when I ended up going to meet him at the airport, uh, Heathrow Airport, funny enough to see him again at the airport, uh, he says, oh, do, you remember, do, you remember, do you remember seeing something in your car? And I said, that, was that you then? Because he was such a joke about Martin Allen. Yeah. So I, I spoke with them. They came up with a good deal. And then I ended up signing a two-year deal with Brentford. And uh, yeah, they always say never go back. But Brentford was my club. And it was, yeah, it was a great time. So then uh, 2007, a certain Mr. Russell Slade moved in. Yeah. So I had a great year at Brentford. But then I had a big injury towards the end of the 2005-2006 uh, season where I ruptured my groin just before the World Cup. Uh, so the following season, I was practically out. And then I only ended up playing, I think I only ended up playing the last two games of the season for Brentford of that 2007. And then, uh, yeah, again, when you're, when you're injured and you haven't played a whole year, you're thinking, well, who's going who's gonna to want to touch you? Mm, so mm. I had odd little teams here and there wanted to, when they were quite keen, but no one was 100%. And then uh, Russell State came in, said, look, I want to have a chat with you. I know you've been injured, but I feel like you can, with your experience, you can bring something to the team. I came down to Yeovil, had a chat with him, and uh, yeah, ended up signing there. Next up, we've got a band called 112, and this one's called Only You. Don't 
thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Uh-huh. I thought I told you that we won't stop. I thought I told you that we won't stop. Jesus, the notorious just, please us with your lyrical thesis. We just chillin', milk em, top billin', silkin', pure linen, kneein', little seeds, Malibu sea breeze, dawn peas, palm trees, cats named Pablo, and milked out Diablo, the williest, bitches be the silliest, the more I smoke, the smaller the filly gets. Room 112, where the players dwell, and stash more cash than Burt Fidel. Inhale, make you feel good like Tony, Tony, Tony. Pick up in your middle like Moni. Yeah. Yeah. She don't know me, but she's setting up to blow me. Yeah. Just try to style, sliding off with a homie. Yeah. Escada, Don Gata, player, stay splurging. Game so tight, they call it version. I do it to you cat for a large amount <laughs> And when the beef come, you know where to be found Why well, be around till the winner is announced Then you go girl with thousands in your palm Why you can't let bygones be bygones Where do I go? What must I do If I can't live without love? Thinking of you Amazing baby Like I'm
called 112 bizarre kind of name for a band but there you go that's them 112 so that must have been after the um playoff final against blackpool you must have come down is that right because you didn't play in that did you yeah so i got so we uh yeah you guys had played blackpool i think yeah lost and then uh two now. lost it and then yeah then i came and played then i came and played that season yeah after what can you um what can you remember about your time there? You know what? I never ever really thought about, I mean, Yeovil, it was only, I mean, you never really sort of, you always heard about Yeovil being a great team, especially in the in the conference days and everything. Mm. And I thought, yeah, it's, it's a small little country town. Uh, at first it was like, oh, all the way down there's like away from, away from the hustle and bustle of London. Yeah. But I got down there and what, I must admit what made it for me was probably the players. Mm-hmm. There were some real characters because you had people like Forbesy, yeah. Dan Betchett, obviously Terry Skiverton, mm. Nathan Jones, who were real, real great characters. Yeah. So I think that really made a, that really made a change room, mm. and you made you made you, it made you feel welcome. So that was that, that was a real good that was a real good insight. The press officer was quite good as well. They tell me, but I don't know. Yeah, that's right big, yeah, press officer, <laughs> big doggy was all right. Now he looked, now he looked after me well. To be fair, big doggy was after me well. <laughs> But um, you scored 12 goals for Yeovil anyway. And like I said to you earlier when we were off air, I can remember the time at Swindon away when you had this great bandage around your head and, the, and you somehow managed yeah. to nod one in there. That was brilliant. I always remember that. It was a good goal Yeah, too. I've done that twice in a row because I've done it against Swindon and I've done it against Gillingham live on the sky as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, I got, when I got gashed by, uh, I think it was Effie Sodgy, done, yeah. done me. Yeah. And it cut it up again and I had to wear that bandage. So I had a bit of banter with that. Yeah, I bet. I'll bet. So we're going to move on a little bit now because you then went to Cheltenham for a year, a bit of a, yep. a lone spell at Brighton, and then the big Australian adventure starts in 2009. Yeah. So kind of how did that come about? And, you know, what, what tempted you to suddenly say, I'm going to up sticks and go to Australia? You know what? After Cheltenham, after the Oval, uh, again, I had to leave the Oval because of financial reasons. I went to Cheltenham. I went to Cheltenham and had to leave them because of financial reasons to go to Brighton mm. so I ended up going to Brighton on a two month loan they were struggling probably I think they were eight nine points adrift of League One certain certain for, for, for relegation they were, everyone said they were, they were goners and I went there I just, thought, just for me it was more to get games just to get game time and take over mm. and we just went on an unbelievable run and ended up scoring seven goals in 14, the 14 games yeah. and saved them from relegation but I was in the changing room my mobile rings. Oh, sorry, I was in the physio room. My mobile rings. So I've answered it. Some some guy, he said, Hi, Lloyd, my name's Richie Hidden. I'm a, I'm an agent based in Australia. A team called Adelaide United is really keen on you. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like to the boys, Australia. Like, it's just like that. And he goes, Oh, he goes, they play in the Asian Champions League. They're a really good team, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, Ah. Oh. I said, Oh, I don't know. I said, I'm not, I said, I'm not really too keen about Australia. He, I said, uh, Let me have a think about it and I'll get back to you. Because I know why. Thank you. So where I was in the physio, the, the physio in the change room at the time was called Malcolm Stewart, and he goes, "Oh, Lloyd, what's that about Australia?" I said, "Oh, some agents send me a team called Adelaide United's keen for me." He goes, "Oh, you remember Paul Reed that used to play here last year? 
he's over there. I said, like, oh, really? Yeah. I said, yeah. He goes, I'll give you his number. Give him a tinkle. Mm. So I gave Reedy a call that evening when I got home after training. And I called him. I said, Reedy, I said, oh, how you doing, pal? I said, some geezers called me called Richard Hinton. Happened to be his agent as well. I, he said, oh, he wants me to, he says that your team's quite keen. I said, oh, what's it like out there? So Reedy said to me, look, it's, it's good, Lloyd. This is a great lifestyle, blah, blah, blah. You're just at a certain age. You've got family. You'll like it. So at the time, I spoke to the, the ex-girlfriend at the time. I thought, you know, it could be an opportunity. So I said, look, I called up the agent. I said, look, if they want me to come and sign, let them let them fly me out there to have a look first. So he got back to me. He goes, yeah, they, they want to fly you out there. Come and have a look. Because what happened to Vision? Because I was at Brighton. I was When I left, finished Brighton, I was looking for a two-year contract because... I felt I needed that security and one, I've done really well for Brighton. And and Russell Slade said, no, Lord, I'm only going to give you a one-year deal. I said, Gaffer, I'll give, I want a two-year deal and less money. And I wasn't even asking for a lot of money. Mm. So he said, no, I'm still going to give you a one-year one, one year deal. And I thought, no, I need, I need that security. So I was like 32 at the time. I yeah. wanted a bit more security. Yeah. So uh, Adelaide and I had come up with a two-year deal and quite financial rewarding. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. Went out there, had a look, had a little training with the boys killed it in training just smashed it in the session I had and I thought you know what I like this this, is, this looks right out here they, they, to be fair big dog they put the they put the they put the red carpet out for me you know what I mean they, they mm. showed, they showed me the best places and everything and I was like you know what this could be alright and the, before I left Australia come back home I said you know what I'm your guy shook it on the hand and said yeah I'll see you soon and then obviously came back out here well this one hardly describes Lloyd because this one's called Little Man and it's by Sia
Was it a, a bit of an upheaval for for the family and your wife and you know? Yeah, it was the ex girlfriend at the time, and we just had AJ, my daughter Ajaya. So it was it was like obviously going to the other side of the world. You're thinking, well, but I thought, yeah, I thought you know, we said it's going to be a two year venture, sign a two year deal, two year venture, always come back. But yeah, we we uprooted. Well, I went first. They came about three months later. But obviously, while I went, then it was a time of the pandemic of the swine flu and pneumonia. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately for myself, I was one of the first footballers to contract to get contracted mm. with it. So, yeah, I got struck down with swine through pneumonia and uh, it really put me on the back burner in Australia. So I was a bit gutted really with that because it, when I look at my whole two years in Australia, it should have been much better for what happened in, in, the, in the overall end. Mm. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, but luckily I don't look, I don't regret it. Uh, I don't look, I look back in with fond, with fond memories of them and look, at the end of the day, I'm living here now. Yeah, well, obviously it must have uh, struck a chord with you, that's for sure. But then in in yeah, in sure. 2011, you came back to England, and you you, mm. you were all over the place: Luton Town, A A E P, Paphos, Barnet, yeah. Hazen, Reading. I mean, uh, Yedding, I see yeah. not Reading. Um, you know, a bit unsettled at that point of your life, was it? Uh, yeah, because obviously I came back. I came back from Australia. Had because when I came back, my second year in my contract to Australia. 
I had a major knee surgery. Mm. I had a microfracture surgery, which put me out for 11 months. Mm. So again, and coming to it, you're, you're, you're injured for a whole year. You're thinking now, you're, am I ever going to get back into the game? Will anyone want to touch me? So I ended up coming back to England, got paid up a bit in uh, from Australia, end of December 2010. And then uh, a few clubs actually got in contact with me, which I was really, no, I wasn't surprised because I knew, I knew my worth, but uh, Port Vale, uh, and then in the end, Luton, Mm. were really Luton were really keen but they were in a conference uh, in a conference and I didn't really want to go conference I wanted to stay in a league but the one the offer was quite good and two they they were a good team going going for promotion so mm. I thought you know what give it a sign of six months there to the end of the season and uh, it went fantastic until the playoffs until until the playoff final uh, and in the year ended up leaving there and signed a deal with Paphos signed a year contract with Paphos but uh, probably just under two months into Paphos pre-season, they weren't paying us. And I said to myself, I can't, this is going to go on. And if I stay here, it's going to go on for months and months, not getting paid. So I managed to get out of my contract just before the, the September window uh, closed and then ended up coming back and signed for uh, Barnet. Is that Mar- uh, Martin Allen then or not? No, that was, uh, no, Laurie Sanchez. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I managed to come back, sign for Barnet. So, uh that was good, and I only signed a, only signed a short-term deal there, uh, and then went on loan for Hayes and Yedin for a bit, and then ended up going back full circle to Slough Town, yeah. where I first started as a kid. So I thought I thought it was a perfect sort of perfect end to the career before I decided because within that time frame I, I decided to come back and move to Australia. So uh, I thought, you know what, go back to give back to Slough Town. I played eight games or so, I think it was. And then, uh, yeah, end up moving to moving to Australia, 2012 of March. More music now. This is "I Just Want to Love You" by Jay Z. Let's go. Ho, uh-huh. ho, you are not ready. Unstoppable dynasty. Young I'm a hustler, baby. Ho. I just want you to know. Ho. Let you know. It ain't where I've been. It ain't where I've been. But where I'm about to go. Top of the world. In the system, ain't no telling when I fucking will I just them. That's what they be yelling. I'm a pin by blood, not relation. Y'all be chasing, I'll be placed them, huh? Drunk on Chris, money on E. Can't keep a little model hands off me. Both in the club, high singing off key. And I wish I never met her at all. It gets better, ordered another round. It's about to go down. Got six model chicks, six bottles of Chris. Four velvet ass, got weed everywhere. What do you say, me, you, and your Chloe glasses? Uh-huh. Go somewhere private where we could discuss fashion like Prada blouse, Gucci bra, okay? Feel my jeans, take that off. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't bullshit me. Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't bullshit me. Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Save the narrative, you saving it for marriage. Let's keep it real, mind. You saving it for carriage. You wanna see how far I'ma go, how much I'ma spend, but you already know. 
zip zero Stingy with the Nero Might buy you crisp, but that about it Might light your wrist, but that about it Fuck it, I might wipe you and buy your nice whips Mom, but you really gotta ride nice dick Know how to work your hips and your head's priceless Profession love the hove and I never let you down Get you bling like the Neptune sound Okay, hot hole, too hot to hold. Ladies love me long time like two pops old. Only way to roll, jiggering two ladies, too cold. Motorola, two way pace. Come on, give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't bullshit me. Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't bullshit me. Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. I'm a hustler, baby. Baby, I just want you to know It ain't where I've been But where I'm about to go Now I just wanna love ya But be who I am And with all this cash You'll forget your man Same song, I'm back Been around the world Manson girls that dance with girls from Club Cheetah, the club amnesia, the peanuts in LA, bubbling in Dublin, can't deny me. Why would you want to? You need me. Why don't you try me? Baby, you want to? Believe me. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't bullshit me. Come on, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. But don't bullshit me. Mama, give me that funk, that sweet, that nasty, that gushy stuff. Give it to me. Jay-Z there and I just want to love you. So how old were you at this point there when you when you sort of more or less decided to hang up your boots initially then? So, yeah, obviously Slough Town, I was 36. Well, yeah, so it was eight years ago. Hmm. Yeah, eight years ago, so 35, 36. Uh, and I thought, yeah, give it a go now, come back, knowing I'll come back and just play some semi-professional football here in Australia and do and get back on the on the stage what I wanted to do which was coaching so decided to move to Australia to Adelaide went back to Adelaide where I knew uh, played some just played for a semi-professional team there was that, uh, white, in the that white White City is that one is that White City yeah, yeah. So it's like the equivalent of like the Conference South yeah yeah. you know like that so I came played the played stayed there for a year played for them had a good season and everything uh, and then ended up moving to Sydney mm-hmm because uh, I wanted a bit more hustle and bustle. Adelaide was a bit quiet. Moved to Sydney, got some networking coaching, played for a team called Hakoa, again in the MPO level. Uh, played for them for a bit, done a year with them. And then I actually, then I sort of, then I sort of really retired, then I actually proper, proper hung up the boots. But uh, one one guy called Tony Basher, he said to me, Lloyd, you're a long time retired, mate. You're a long time retired. And when he said that to me, I was like, you know what? He was right because... I've always just loved the game and I knew I could still do a job even at the age I was. Mm. And uh, yeah, I went to go and play for him and again, it was really, I had a good season with, with Rydal Mir. Uh, and then through there, I was doing all my coaching badges as well. And then uh had my last season with a team called Stanmore Hawks and in the NPL again. Uh, started off really well with them and then unfortunately for myself, I got a major injury. I ruptured my hip flexor and then from there, as I said, ever since then, I've not really come back and Mm. And got back into competitive football, so yeah. But, but looking at those those figures, you know, starting at White City, forty two games, twenty six goals. Hakawa, twenty three games, eighteen goals. 
Rydalmere, 34 games, 18 goals, and Stanmore Hawks, mm. 6 in 12 goal, uh, games. You've still got it, haven't you? You you, you know, you haven't yeah. lost it. I mean, you know Never where the goal is. Yeah, you know me, big cat. Dog, you love, again, I was a goal scorer. I just love scoring goals. It's my bread and butter. Mm. I thrived on it, and yeah, that's what it's all about. And of course, we we missed out Joe, back in two thousand and five. You you played for Ghana as well. Yeah, again, like I said that's when I had a real great season for Brentford. And again, unfortunately for myself, I ruptured my uh, my groin, and uh, I missed out on the Ghana World Cup two thousand and six. Ghana's first ever World Cup, uh, which was unfortunate because I was doing really well, and I knew I would have been in the squad because mm. I was playing so well for Brentford. Uh, but luckily, Ghana FA. They, I went out to Germany for a couple, watched a couple of games. So that was all right. But again, it was disgusted because I knew if I'd gone and been involved in that Ghana squad in FA in the World Cup, it would have taken my career to the next level, I honestly believe. Mm. Yeah, no, it's unfortunate. And it, you know, it seems talking to you that injuries generally have, have played their part, haven't they? They haven't sort of ruined your career by any means, but they certainly not helped it along the way, have they? Yeah, yeah you know what I mean? That's what I mean. I again, I've, luckily for my... Or not luckily, you, don't, you never want to get injured. But I've always had a regular, in my whole career... Obviously, I know players, they always get injured here, they're everywhere. But luckily for myself, I was very consistent within my whole, in the whole football season. Mm. I played a lot of games. So, I was I was quite lucky that on that on that part. So, so, looking back on your whole career, Lloyd, what would you say was the high spot? That, you know, the one, the one magical moment, if you like. I would say, do you know what, winning, winning the championship with Brentford, turning professional in that first year, because that's like you say, that's every boy's dream to become a professional and to, and to win the championship, be the leading goal scorer in the league uh, and to score the winning goal that won the championship. I think that's just pure world of over stuff. Mm. Absolutely dreams come true. Uh, that's probably the highlight of the, the of my whole career, you know. So you can dine out on that for a while then, can't you? Yeah, for sure, <laughs> without a doubt. But well, then again, you, you can also dine out on that goal at Swindon with the um, bandana on, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. For so. Sure. So, you know, what's what's next for Lloyd Awusa then? Obviously, you're not playing anymore, but uh, you're over in, in uh, Sydney. You know, what do you see yep. your future now? Yeah, so I've been, I've been, like I said before, I was always doing my badges. And so I've always, I've been coaching the last, well, since I've been in Australia, I've been coaching uh, a lot. I've been in the private school sector, doing mm. a lot of that stuff. Uh, like I'm at a school, one of the most influential schools in Australia called Cranbrook. Top boys, private school where I'm the first 11 head coach and I'm also the general duty master so I mean I'm, in other words I'm in charge of all the discipline I'm all sort right. of the middle man yeah. mate, just sort of being that big brother for the boys and I'm in between the teachers and the boys so mm-hmm. just making sure the boys are behaving themselves around school and making sure that their their application's right their uniform their attire just the whole just the whole presence their mannerisms everything so doing that and uh, yeah enjoying that and I've been doing I've done quite a few TV commercials and a couple of little TV shows I was always loved a bit of my acting and modelling so since I've been here done little bits like that so yeah it's, it's gone well it's gone well do you remember we went down to ooh, where was it somewhere down down towards Exeter to do a, a show for TSW I, I drove yeah, there yeah I've got funny to say that because I got I found it on I got I found all these videotapes <laughs> from my, coming from storage yeah 
and uh, I was I, I saw that one when I, we, we went down there and what I was wearing, mate, terrible, <laughs> terrible outfit, big baggy jeans. Yeah, I remember that show we did. Thanks very much, Lloyd, for joining us. It's been it's been Thanks. really good going back over the years and remembering the white bandana, which I shall always remember you for that. <laughs> and um, yeah, but thanks for joining no. us. Well, that's it for this week. A bit of a trip over to Sydney, Australia to speak to Lloyd Owusu. Only by phone, though, folks. Only kidding. But uh, make sure you join us next week on Three Valleys Radio when we'll have another star guest for uh, an informal chat about his career. Thanks for joining us. And you're not moving anywhere You thought you found a friend Take you out of this place Someone you can lend a hand In return for grace It's a beautiful day Even if that doesn't ring true